the survival guide to life a podcast about how to win in life every second physically mentally spiritually financially consistently hey what's up guys another episode of survival guide to life now this one's gonna be my favorite because it's a close friend of mine and on this episode it's do what you love Liking your job helps you succeed. You enjoy your time. You yield a higher quantity of work and you deliver a higher quality of work. You have a more fulfilling life. This is what I feel like is important to do what you love. So this is a close friend of mine, you know, uh, I'll just let us get into it and then you can see what I'm talking about. So uh, Matt, how did you start in condition tie-dye? So wait, yeah, wait uh, really quick, would you say that's like kind of the key to any t- dyer is like the recipe? Yeah, I mean the product, yeah, it's things like that, yeah. The, I mean that's something I don't share with anybody. Yeah, I, don't, I know, I, I don't, I, I, it, it's like it's like a restaurant, they, it's like, are they going to share their secret recipe? No. Not openly, they, you might be able to find it, but you're going to pay money or you're going to do like gonna have to do the research and do the work to get it like that's because it's out there it's not like what I'm doing it just what I do on the level that I do it is something that does take a little bit of time it takes a lot of effort and it kind of takes like I don't know and it's not something you can get good at like just overnight I mean yeah it isn't anything unless you kind of have a knack for it there are a couple dudes out there in the scene they're, I, I like their artwork, but personally, I'm not the biggest fan of their personality and how they approach things. I don't know. They they always they kind of know it alls and stuff like that. I'm, I mean, other people in the group aren't the biggest fans of them too. But I don't know. I keep in touch. I'm pretty in touch with the scene and stuff. That's that's another thing I've kind of proven myself. Like, yeah, but then what was what was the early stages like for like your like tie dyeing? business well i mean the early the early side stages wasn't even really me it was just me kind of making money to go to shows and stuff like that because it's like i yeah it was just kind of that starving artist but like yeah i'd be running around with a backpack full of shirts just selling shirts it was like a cool legal hustle see no like that's respectable because like you have people like you know like there's this like notion that people who go to shows you know like 
do illicit drugs and stuff, but here you are coming to enjoy music and you're, you're hustling t-shirts that you made by your hand, you know, like that's like a hustler entrepreneurial spirit and yeah. like that's pretty dope. So like what, I mean, what gave you this idea or like what like drew this passion? That's the thing is like it was something that I like did, like whenever you do something and you're good at it, like, I don't know. Kind of like fly with it. Don't like there's some people I see that are good at things and they like they kind of hold themselves back and they don't go for it as much as they should. I guess this is something like I was good at and I was like I was like yeah I do like this. It gives me a sense of like something I've done. I guess tie dye's been in my life for a while. And the thing is, is I kind of got I guess you get lucky and you kind of have to do something. I guess. To, good at and that you like it is kind of hard to keep up with uh, I guess it, it has been or was I guess keeping up with selling stuff making stuff and like actually getting people's attention because I like slowed down for a little bit like maybe a year ago or something okay but I mean how long have you had mint condition running now so far I mean I've had it going since 2011 my buddy came up with the name and was like, hey, like, main condition, it's your, it's like your, your initials, because it's got the condition with a K in it, and... Yeah, oh, okay, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that till right now. And then uh, the referencing to it, like, so, like, I guess, like, main condition something that's fresh, like, yeah. And it kind of, I, like, my, the, my style, like, stuff that, like, like, the stuff, like, this right here, like it's a little bit more like bubblegummy popish. Yeah. Hey, um. Like, what's what's like what's your um? Really quick. What's your website and uh, Instagram? Just so everyone um, can check it out. Mint condition. It's mint condition tie dye. Condition spelled with a K. And then it's my my website is you can find my website on my Instagram or you can go to www. All one word. Wait, you you cut out right there, so you're gonna have to say that again. Oh, okay. So I mean, my my Instagram is main condition condition with a K, and uh, well, main condition tie dye, and then my website is mintconditiontiedye.com. All one word. Yeah, and then I'm gonna send a uh, send hyperlinks to everything. Yeah, you can find it. Yeah, you can find the link in my in my bio on my Instagram too. So. Yeah, and everything will be under the video on here too, and uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everything. So, and and then, um, what was like some of the rough times, like going through like the beginning journeys of like building your social media and like building your brand and your presence to like you know like have it something that's known. I mean it. See, the thing is, I came up in a time when social media was just kind of, like, up in the air. It wasn't, like, now social media, there's, like, all these videos on, like, algorithms, and, like, they've changed up the algorithms so much, so it's not, like, chronological order, and, like, it's taken a lot of adaptability. There's been, like, yeah, I remember one year, maybe, like, 2017, I was, I was able to hit, like, all kinds of awesome exposure they didn't the statistics or the what is it the 
the analytics on Instagram wasn't as uh, developed as it is now. Now you can see like how many followers you're getting from it, like how many people are seeing it organically, and like you can kind of run off of those things to make yourself better. And then you kind of have to keep your eye, do a little bit of research and keep up with, because uh, they change every few months, like with the algorithm. So like how hashtags work, like even having like a hashtag, like I don't really care what anybody says. You'll get some of these like, because in my like scene, it's a bunch of artists that are kind of hipstery, like, oh, do you use, do you, do you have to use hashtags? Like, oh, fuck you. Like, it's, like, frowned upon. Followers, yeah, Is it frowned upon? It's not really. It's just, it's just like, kind of hipster logic. It's, like, it's, like, when you start arguing with, like, higher tiers of art and saying which one's better than which. But, like, these people can't give you a logical explanation on why this is different than this. Like, you can't even... It's, that's where, like, in the artistic world, like, you get... These kind of, I hate to be like, I don't mean to offend people, but it's like they're like hipsters. They like kind of. Uh, yeah, no, I know how it is. I know. No, trust they're me. They're no, they're know it alls, and like, I don't know. Some things come. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the. Some of the time, like. It's the heady looks, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the the heady looks are there. Yeah. I guess so. It's, you get it in every culture. Yeah. It's like a, it's like, a, like, uh, like, oh, I listen to, like, I don't listen to mainstream or something like that. And then I don't know. Everything they like is better than everyone else's, even though, like, it's everything is subjective, but they have this objective point of view on certain things. Yeah, but, uh, no, to touch back on, like, the algorithms and, like, hashtags and stuff, now, now like... Even hearing you talk about it, we've never talked about it much together before, but, like, how important do you think that is for, like, a brand to get any exposure, like, coming up in the social media scene? To grow, it's... Yeah, I mean, hashtags are important because... I mean, they help you... Like, there's a point I was sitting at, like, this same amount of followers is like 4,525 or something and then I brought it up to like 4,700 which I know I it's looking at your your analytics and stuff and seeing what kind of it goes into your actual content you know you can't it can't just be uh, just based on hashtags I mean some people do it's really it's like a bit of luck like it's a it's a you using you need to have a strategy so you can sit there and write out like a month's worth of posts and then and the thing is is doing those posts like okay cool hey i'm gonna go like make these booty shorts and then i'm gonna get like three or four girls to go fucking model them in the mountains and i'm gonna invest like yeah, I don't know, maybe a little bit of money and then getting a photographer and like, and then I have to put a product to pay for those models and stuff, but like, yes, that, that's just one day of content, maybe you like, get a couple and you stretch it out and stuff like that. But, yeah, it goes into the, the hashtag strategy, your, your actual social media strategy, like, what social medias you want to use, um, 
like knowing your demographics that's another thing like being like like I don't know if you sign something where you're not really around the people that you're selling to like you don't hang out with them on a personal level then it's it can be a little bit harder I guess I don't know and it's not as enjoyable I make art so I guess it's a little bit different yeah I understand Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. You broke up for a second, so cut back. Alright. No, but, uh, what was I talking about? Um, uh, growing you know, for a new business. Myself, yeah, building myself up now, like, so, like, I've had to, like, you have to be, like, honest with yourself. And, like, sometimes, like, I mean, you might be making something, like, in an artist, artist's perspective, like, something really cool, but it's, it's not getting, hey, hey, you have to adapt Billy, to Billy, Billy, for now coming up with your business and like like going through college and everything what was it like you know like having to buy supplies and like materials and then like having to like have money for marketing but then like trying to keep money for yourself and like you know if you wanted to like go out sometime you know like go golfing or something you know like how did you like manage your money because you know a lot of people at that time were just you know like just goofing off yeah, I mean, I had I had some help from my parents, and I mean, my college was pretty much paid for because I like a uncle, I guess, and uh, yeah, I, I was buying like materials and stuff, or getting or buying materials and like having enough money for everything. It was, it was like I guess like you just have to know how to make enough, like. Because, like, there were times when I'd just be able to, like, make a whole batch of stuff and then, like, have, like, $500, and that's a lot for me to just kind of, like, sit on. And then, like, spend, like, another, like, a couple hundred on materials. And, yeah, it was kind of hard to do it. Like, when I was at Whitewater, I could have a place. But, yeah, it was, I don't know, it wasn't... I guess I just go to the festival with a bag of shirts and have like 20, 30 shirts and sell them for anywhere from like, like once, because I was, started me selling shirts for like $20 and then I upped the price on them, like as I got better at them. So I was like making stuff and I'm like, I can't sell this for $20. Like I spent so much more time on it and went from 30 and then 30 to like 40 and I was just like matching prices on stuff I'd see that was similar to my artwork that was kind of out there and or already and, like exposed and getting the money. Yeah, for that. yeah, stuff similar like someone pleated designs and like stuff like that. Now I've gone into like 
a lot of this like weird wigwaggy kind of mm, um, it's like different kind of like die placement and stuff like that but it's stuff that and then doing like double dies where you die one part of the shirt and then you die like leave the other part blank and then you die the other part that's kind of a big that's kind of a big thing that's been popping up and I'm trying to do it yeah I find that, like, so dope. It's just, like, you look at, like, skateboarding, like, that in its own is, like, in its own art, or, like, glass blowing, and then how, like, these glass blowers, like, blow glass and, like, create all these crazy things, and then, like, tie-dyeing, you're, like, talking about, like, how you do it in one way instead of, like, doing it this way, and, like, it's just these little things, that, and, like, each artist has its own way and own original originality, and it's just pretty dope. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, well that's kind of like, I guess that's the point. I mean, every artist kind of like takes influence off of other artists, whether it be like, I guess it's been going on since the beginning of time. I guess I shouldn't really say that, but like... It no, it has, it has, like, everyone has, like, everyone has the had their influence, so, so Yeah, to yeah, well no, you have to like, like, yeah, like, oh... like old uh like they've got like jazz influences and like old like 20s and 30s blues influence or yeah stuff like that from the generation before and then they've taken that and kind of molded it into their own thing even if it does have some like similarities or something like that you still have an authentic like yeah i like that's a word that really resonates with me it's like yeah being like authentic to yourself yeah, it's like you you could do someone else's thing, but if you put you got to put like your own take on it at the same time. Yeah, you, you can't just like see someone else and like just do that and like because then that's not you. No, exactly, exactly. Oh. I mean, I use ties from like like I figured out stuff that other artists have done, and I've kind of switched it up a little bit, or maybe I've done like a few that are pretty similar and like. Someone does that with my design. It's like cool. Like you figured it out. Like I'm not gonna jump down your throat. Like so these new guys in the scene are a little bit like a little bit cocky, and it's like, dude, dude, that's just like I feel like that's everyone. Everyone are like the new age like kids, so to speak. You know, like they just have this cockiness demeanor for no reason. It's cool, though. It's cool. Stand, like that they're like that people see like right through it it's like you're doing like i'm not dumb like cool like you took an influence off me with like color schemes and stuff like that but it's like yeah i i don't know i saw one dude like yelling at another artist because he like kind of like was doing this like honeycomb kind of like pleated pattern and i'm like dude like everybody in the tie-dye group is doing it like what are you what are you arguing about like and that's where that hipster bs comes in and i'm like all right cool dude like dude uh so was there ever a moment where you like almost walked away from mean condition and was like last second you're like no nah, i'm gonna just stick through this and you stuck with it and it paid off yeah no recently actually and then i just like I didn't take a job because I could have done this like part-time job through a temp agency, but it's like, I'm not like, why should I do this? Like, cause I, 
business picked up for me quite a bit during this whole like virus outbreak and yeah no one's got money everyone's got money to spend like i'm not collecting unemployment i didn't even really apply for it even though i was working during the whole thing and then got like kind of a and then by my time company netbox every day off for sure as long as i was like pulling them out and then, yeah i was i started making I've always like had it like where I was just kind of doing it like part time and now I've like actually seen a way like where I could keep like keep this hype going and like like get to the point where I could just like post like 10 shirts each week for some of these higher tier shirts like they take me a minute to do and stuff have you thought about going on like TikTok like TikTok's really been taken off I yeah I know TikTok but I'm not trying to what am I going to do put out all the stuff like about all of my secrets no 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 you don't do that you just do a second of what you're doing and then cut out and then an end product and then someone wearing it yeah i mean i would do i've done time lapses and stuff and it's so funny i did this i i did this one time lapse and there was another art like on this like these side by side shirts that i do and it's some other artist like just put out a tutorial on YouTube. Like I know where that came from because I did like a, a time lapse that of the shirts being built up, like from being like just flat shirts next to each other to being tied up like one little step at a time to like them being tied up and then tied up and then like I did like a whole thing and it was like a Mark looking camp kind of thing and. And that, yeah, that kind of, that worked pretty well. But in, in, in return, I did have, like, someone make a tutorial that was, like, I saw, I was, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the influence came from me. Because, like, I was one of the first people to do that, at least from what I've seen. So no, it doesn't same matter. <laughs> no, no, um, from, like, starting where you were to, like, having, like, world-renowned DJs, like, grab your tie-dye and then even wear them on stage, like, what was that, like, feeling for you? Well, that was pretty cool. That's only happened, that's happened, like, two or three times. Yeah, I two or three times like, for a business, though, I think is enough for it to take off. Yeah, it was so long ago, though, now, like, I had that fire, and then I, like, lost it. So, yeah, um, that thing, you gotta just relight that I, fire and, I like, mean, keep it lit. It was kind of like luck, but now I'm, like... I, that community, I'm not, I love electronic music, but at the same time, they don't want to support me and, like, give me the money. It's always a fucking haggle. Like, they're always asking, like... No, what, see, like, now what you got to do is, on a business standpoint, like, show your exposure and your, like, how much you can grow. And, like, if you find it the right investors, it, it's, it's just moments... <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, like, I've had people, I've had one kid that was my old neighbor tell me that I need to send five of my best designs to China, and I was like, and he's, like, sitting there, and he's, this kid's tried to trade me, like, these ashtrays that were, like, he said that they get him from, like, some dealer in China, and, like, because he worked for Kohler, he's an industrial designer, and, like, Tell me all this stuff I should do with my business. And honestly, I almost punched him in the mouth. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds like a, a fucking like. Yeah, like, just just like where, where'd you come from? And now you're just gonna tell me everything about what to do. Yeah, like, no, like oh, I went to Columbia College. Like that's another thing. Like I, I uh, get, dude, like, every, anyone who I know who went to Columbia College is like entitled. Like, no, no. It's yeah, the entire millennium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can I can go on about that kind of. You know, yes, but what, like I, don't, like, I went I to don't Columbia College. Kind of, no, dude, it's, yeah, I spent fucking way too much money on my education. <laughs> I know some people that have done good there from there, like, yeah. one of my exes is really, she's actually working for, um, what is it, uh, some big booking agency for, like, they do, like, they work with Slander and, like, a bunch of big names, Marshmallow and stuff like that. Nice. It's pretty cool. That's, well, dude, what do you think about, like, how we're coming up as a society and, like, everything is like kind of like going vr i feel like we're gonna eventually go into like this because like in japan they have like these laser tag places but it's vr and you put it on and it's like completely real and like i don't know if you ever played playstation vr like that shit's fucking like almost pretty real i feel like they're gonna get it like they have this tv show okay on amazon prime if you have Prime, check it out after this. It's called Plugged In. So the show has the ability, like, before you die, you can have the choice of loading your conscious into a hard drive. And I've then, seen that. And, I've and seen then there are these people that. who have VR that are angels, like, helping you out. But, like, everything you want has to be charged on a credit card and stuff. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, like, I feel like that That's, couldn't... Yeah, be, I mean, I, that doesn't... I feel like that can't happen where you can, like, load your conscious, but, like, I feel like they'll have VR so real that everyone will just be so plugged into VR and, like, living this amazing life virtually that they won't even care about, like, what's going on real in re reality. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is like that with, like, social media and stuff like that. It's, it's, I don't know. Virtual reality is cool. AI is cool. There's a point where it's, like, a little bit questionable. Yeah. Hey, uh, could you see if you could fix your end a little bit? It kind of got choppy. Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, no, what were you saying, like, AI and stuff? Mm -hmm. mm hmm. Got a lot of good uses to it, but I think that we need to cut it off at a point. Science fiction is becoming not science fiction, it's becoming, like, reality. I mean, dude, it's kind of crazy, like, they got these crazy drones now you know that people are like using like, game controllers to like fly in like other countries and just do whatever mm -hmm. the, the other day i saw there's this military jet that can like go around the whole world in eight hours damn that's kind of crazy right like think about how fast that is yeah, 
I think we we did the math. I think it was like Mach three, like the speed of light times three. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't surprise me if all those UFOs and sightings and stuff like that are actually like some crazy military drones. No, dude. I I remember in like 2010, like watching YouTube videos of like people coming out of Area 51, and they were like, "Yes, we do confirm aliens." Might be a mixture of both. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, you always have everyone and each group have their own, like, forte or, like, their own tales about it. But I think there is something. There definitely is something. I'm a big believer in aliens and, like, weird stuff like that, I guess. Not gonna really go into it. Yeah, we don't need to go into all that, but I, like with your business and stuff, like what I thought was really cool is like how you can just gain like exposure from like areas you'd never been because like how the community is like with a festival. Like remember, uh, I met you for the second time. And what was it? Was it Big Dub Festival out in like Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah, and then we just met randomly, and then everyone, literally everyone in the group had your tie-dye on. And it's it's like people are walking around this festival, they look at this group, they're like, yo, where'd, the, where'd you get your shirts from? And then, boom, exposure, and that was a new customer for you. I mean, yeah, a little bit. Wait, hold up. And then they see the price on it, and they give me, like, these are, like, the dumb kids that are, like, they're going to buy, like, any party favor for any price. Like, spend, like, $300 on party favors. They don't want to spend money on art because they're just young and dumb. That's all. No, they, they don't, like, a lot of those kids are, like, big into, like, making pins and, like, stuff where you just put out. putting up the capital, getting the materials, and making everything that they're doing. Or that they're, they're trying to sell. You get what I mean? Yeah. I'm like single source everything. I'm more about that. That's where it's at. It's, it's hard to do, though. Sometimes you need to coordinate. If you know you know how to do these things, but like, you know how to do these things and then hire someone on, and show them how to do those things and it's like you're giving them a skill on top of that so like have you ever thought like of like expanding win condition as in like adding any members to the team or are you just going to keep it yourself maybe i mean you gotta find the right person you gotta make sure it's That I, my buddy's like, Wait, say that again. Legal. Start from the beginning. I have a, I have a, I have a lawyer, so. Wait, say that. What did you say though? Because you cut off. Oh, I said I have a lawyer. Like my my buddy's brother or cousin is a. Uh, he works at a paralegal, and he was gonna help me with like a contract and stuff. If I were to do like work with like, say like a like weed company or something like that, 
did like shirts for them. Like it's so no one gets fucked on either end. I put up a legal contract, so I'm not like sitting here like yeah like that says hey they're gonna put this money up front. I'm responsible for this like and getting them this. They can take me to court if they don't like yeah. You know, they don't, well, I guess, yeah, just so it's more in my favor, I guess. No, you have to do that, because, like, you, you don't do that, people. that's how you get, like, screwed. Like, I, I, like, I, in high school, I went to a law program, like, it was a law honors program, and I did that for two years, and then I moved out to the Burbs and went to Maine West, and I just took a bunch of business cla law classes, had mock trials and stuff, and, like, anything you're putting your signature on from the moment you're 18... You better read every word for it, and then go back and read it again. Yeah, no, I know that. I know that. Uh, so, like, so where mint condition is now, how satisfied are you with the progress you've made from where you were when you started? I'm pretty happy with the progress. Honestly, uh... Yeah, I'm gonna do, I think, I don't know, just keep going with it and try to just keep expanding. I mean, I got them stuff just tied up now. Just keep putting more stuff out and get more people in my stuff. And more people, like, hopefully get a snowball effect and get even more of a snowball effect than I have. And I can, like, actually, like, I guess, because if I really push myself, like, and sold 10 shirts a week and made, like, $1,000 a week in sales... And did that for, I mean, once, yeah, once I get that hype, I mean, if I can get it to where, 10 shirts is not that much. So, look, what I would say to do is figure out a time, uh, break down how you're going to make 10 shirts in a week, and time that per day, and then the other time, spend up hitting friends like me or DC and someone will be like, yo, on every social media, be like, yo, these are the shirts coming out, post them up. Have them do that. I do do it. I do and then do on, that, on top of that, you do that on your own, join a bunch of different groups you haven't joined before, sp spread it like that, you know? No, I got the tie-dye group. It's, yeah. got, it's got enough in my niche. Like, I got I, enough. I think you should do, anytime when you say that's enough, it's not enough. You could always go into more different groups. Like tie-dye groups in Europe, tie-dye groups in London, tie-dye groups in Australia. I think the tie-dye group is, it's a worldwide tie-dye group. Uh, the, There's we, like 100,000 people in that group. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of people that are like, how'd you do that? And, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give away my secrets and stuff, but. Yeah, so, um, where do you see yourself five years from now? Um, maybe living in a house in the mountains and, like, having my tie-dye, maybe I've worked with, like, a couple companies and stuff like that. Like, collabed with a lot of big-name companies yeah. where you, you... get my stuff printed on stuff, like, the tie-dye designs printed on stuff, that's another thing. You know, what I think you should do is, like, like, legit, just get, like, go and, like, email companies like say Stussy or email companies like skateboarding yeah. companies and email these companies be like yo look who I am what, whatever and be like let me know if you want to do a collab 
I mean, yeah, I could be. I don't want to be that annoying dude. I'd rather just try to build myself up. And no, like, but like you doing that, I know, like I know partnership. I know partnership. I know, but you doing so that, like, like some of them, it's gonna be like, yo, this kid's got some spunk. Like you know, like look at his ambition. Like they'll respect that. They'll respect that, but like the way you get their attention is if you you have a lot of following and exposure too, and you have a possible market that would bring your customers like which might be you got like 10k is usually like the follower count yeah. like on instagram that really will get you kind of attention but mm-hmm. uh, yeah i see myself actually still doing this I'm doing it on a maybe even bigger scale too i i see it too because the potential is like beyond there mm-hmm. oh yeah so to anyone listening, if they're trying to like open a new business or like start a new like side hustle or like do some e-commerce or anything like that, uh, what advice, small like quick tip, would you give them? I guess uh, analyze yourself and like be honest with yourself and sell something that you like that you like. And yet you know, like, know your demographic, like, going into it. Someone. Like, do your research. Don't just kind of, like, I mean, I got lucky, I guess, because I just kind of did something and made some some cool, like, do something that you're going to back, you'll be able to back up. Like, I back up my quality all day. You're not going to get shirt that fades, like, yeah. It's something that, like, I put, like, time and effort into, like, some people put no time and effort into anything and expect, like, everything back. Like, you've got to put some sort of effort into it. Like, but, yeah, it's, it's, and having a strategy. Like, have a plan. Don't go blind. No, um, usually I have everyone do a send-off. Is there any quote recently that you came across that's, like, kind of been resonating with you? What's one thing that's what I've come across that's resonated with me? Yeah, like a random quote. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, one of my quotes is like, yeah, what is it? When the when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. That's pretty much. Say it, say that again. When the world, when the the love of power overcomes the love of or the the love or was it the the. What is it? When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. That's what it's just like, yeah. The, That's yeah. Much, I don't know anything. I can't really. No, that that makes sense. Point. And like, especially with what's going on right now, I think that was yeah. a perfect uh, example. Yeah, it should. Because everybody, I, yeah, it's, a, it's like a struggle for power. It's like everyone just kind of needs to compromise and just kind of get over it. Yo, everyone, stop loving power and just have a power to love everyone else.